the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black. I've been working uh, for the last couple months getting us through this COVID crisis on an analysis basis. Um, It's interesting times. We're through one earnings season, which basically only really covered the month of March as far as shutdown goes. We've seen the unemployment rate skyrocket. We expect it's going to go considerably higher. And the questions now start to come on when do we think it starts working below 10%. I think the market can work in a healthy manner with unemployment around 10%. I'm not that so confident in numbers over 10% that we're not just being delusional in the short term. Uh, And that brings into the thought of the day that I saw a survey out of financial analysts. The survey was very, you know, do you expect a V-shaped recovery? And the answer was a clear, abundant no by 90% of the financial uh, business people. A lot of um, advisors there, a lot of brokers, economists, uh, no one's really expecting a V-shaped recovery. So keep that in mind. Do, do, are, are we sometimes wrong? Yes. Now, here's the thing that's working in the sometimes wrong angle. And this is why I don't give a prediction. I once heard Warren Buffett say something along the lines of, uh, if someone asks you about the stock market, just say your outlook is cautiously optimistic. And I hated that. I was like, you have to be smarter than that. You can't just leave me with that. There's no way. Is there a way? There's no way. And the answer is he actually can't. And I think it's the right thing to do. I know this is going to cause all sorts of delirium in your head, but be cautiously optimistic. When I, do I expect a 90, do I expect a V-shaped recovery? I really don't. But then again, I've never seen what the Fed's done or the Congress has done for stimulus. I don't know what they're going to be doing in the near future. Maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. Maybe I'll go, oh, that was a bad idea. What were they thinking there? Um, it's a lot going on there. And as an investor, the only thing I, I don't want you to do, unless it's really, it's your money, so you can do whatever you want. I don't want you to go too much on the sidelines. I don't want you to assume that things are awful, because historically, that really hasn't worked. Did it pay to go to the sidelines in World War One? No. Did it pay to go to the sidelines in World War II? No. Did it pay to go to the sidelines after the world woke up and saw this horrific uh, nuclear disaster? Whether it be Chernobyl or, gosh, I even forget the name of the one in Japan, right? And it shows you like, oh, man, that's not very reverent of you. I'm not really good with foreign pronunciation, so I try to stay away from this. Um, but it doesn't really pay to get fearful. Is this one different? This one's a big one. 
we've never shut down an economy and caused a recession just by telling people don't go to work. Now, we probably could have caused a recession for other reasons, right? Like over uh, too many people dying, too many people going to the hospital, healthcare is getting overwhelmed. Um, there certainly could have been some more drama there. But I think hindsight's going to teach us that hindsight is 2020. My first radio show was called 2020 on Wall Street. And I didn't realize that, wow, that's a perfect name for an optometrist. <laughs> um, hindsight's always 2020. But it, so far, it really hasn't paid to be too protective. We're only through one month of earnings, March. April, May, June is going to look pretty bad. Unemployment's going to go higher. Yesterday was a glorious day on Wall Street because Moderna has developed um, a vaccination candidate that, that looks pretty promising. Um, will it be? I, that's when you start getting into scientists, and that's a lot tougher to know. It's a lot tougher to say, okay, what's the revenue of an iPhone? How many people have iPhones? How many people replace iPhones? When you start getting into scientists, like, I would love to invest in the cure for cancer, but I don't know who's going to do it because I can't analyze scientists. And I'll, I'll throw down a good dollar that you probably can't either. So treat yourself with some respect and your money and your hard work. But does it pay to get fearful? I don't think it does. Does it pay to get... Um, a little more conservative, that doesn't hurt. After three years in up market, you should start looking at a little bit like, maybe I should really consider rebalancing, even though I never have and it's always paid off for me. I should consider it because one day something bad can happen on the markets. After 10 years is like we had, I started rebalancing my 401k last year. It wasn't because I was chicken. It wasn't because I was cocky. It wasn't because I was arrogant. It wasn't because I knew the market was going to get into trouble. I didn't know about COVID. Um, I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to that stuff. I was in the camp of, isn't this just a kind of a glorified flu at this point in time without a flu vaccination? And I get it. Uh, good learning lesson for me. But it doesn't really pay to get fearful. And a lot of you got fearful. It doesn't really pay to count on the government to take care of our retirement. Um, one thing that I hated that our government has done in this pandemic response so far is let people go to the, into their 401ks and not have penalties. That's all well and good if you don't want to give them tax money to pay for food. I get it. That's all well and good if like they don't have jobs. But it is stealing from the future to pay for the now. And I just don't think my fellow Americans think that way often enough. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm probably going to do a Facebook Live video update. I do them about once a month now. And I was confident that we would rebound. And I'll give you my updated thoughts in a longer kind of freeform ramble. But you can check out my Facebook Live page at Cron4 Rob Black, K-R-O-N 4 Rob Black. Uh, and I encourage, like, find some things that work for you as an investor. So get a kind of a good second opinion. You know how I started the segment by saying Warren Buffett, when asked where does do we think the markets can go, that's probably the number one question I get from people. Probably that and how much do I need to retire? But what, what's your what's your call on the stock market? And I said, he, just be cautiously optimistic because look at history. You've never looked like an idiot before being cautiously optimistic. Yeah, there was that bear market that lasted a month. Yeah, there was that bear market that lasted six months. Yeah, there was that bear market that lasted three years. 
But if you'd stayed invested, you got all your money back if you were diversified. Now, again, there's also a lot, a lot of caveats with that statement. <clears throat> if you'd stayed invested, it's not as easy as it sounds. And also, don't make mistakes along the way. Like, hopefully you didn't buy Microsoft or hopefully you didn't buy uh, whatever, whatever the, the new regret is. And I shouldn't use Microsoft. I was trying to be cute by talking about the 1990s uh, monopoly investigation into the company, the EU and the settlement, and who was going to replace Bill Gates, and whoa, Bill Gates has left the company. But emotions aren't the best things to have in the world when it comes to investing, which is pretty interesting because one of the things that you know you hear a lot about these days is women investors versus men investors. Um, did you know that statistically female investors have historically made better investors than males? And the thought is that men are hunters and we're, we take chances. We're going to go bag the big deer, but maybe a lion eats us in the process. I don't buy into that, but I do believe that men and women are different. And I do think women are better investors than men. So anyway, also I think older people are great people to learn about investing from you can learn more about me at newfocusfinancial.com that's newfocusfinancial.com want the podcast with music find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to rob black's twitter his handle is at rob black show listen to rob black and your money weekday mornings 7 to 9 on am 1220 kdow the covid19 pandemic has cut carbon emissions down to 2006 levels we look at that and we go, well, that's good for the environment. But we look at that and we go, well, that's not good for the economy. I know you're saying, man, you are an evil man, Rob Black. All you care about is money. It's Rob Black and your money. It's not Rob Black and your clean planet. There's a show out there called that. It's not my show. I'm going to try to talk less COVID. Or maybe I'm going to blend it into the recovery fullness of the economy. But you guys don't want to be talking about science. Moderna seems to be the short-term play, mRNA, um, on a vaccination. Some people are ready to fly again, which is, I think, the best news out there today for the economy. Although I still don't know what it looks like. People are like, I don't want to sit on a crowded plane. And people are like, I can't take this. this. I'll sit on a crowded plane. Take me anywhere. But Southwest said bookings now are outpacing cancellations. And that's a good thing. People are starting to say, let's, let's see where this goes. NVIDIA, tech stocks are in fuego today. That stock's sitting at an all-time high, and analyst pushes a $410 price target on a $360 stock now. But it's already up 3% for the day. 3% doesn't feel great, does it? But you're spoiled, because it is a great number. Um, NASDAQ shows early strength. Susquehanna increased its price target on NVIDIA, and kind of as NVIDIA goes, you kind of go, okay, what are they doing? Servers, graphic processors, uh, virtualization, uh, they're in cars. Um, okay, and then you say, okay, so maybe cars are doing okay. Maybe virtualization's doing Maybe data centers are doing okay. Is there another play, or is it this just the one and done? There's other plays. That's why tech is going higher as a group. Jay Powell has begun his testimony before the Senate Banking Committee at this time. His prepared remarks are unlikely to move the markets. When he gets into the question and answer period with the senators, that's when it can get kind of interesting. But uh, 
we'll see. He may, you know, some of the questions maybe Democrats may be going like, do you think Trump's inspector general problem is going to cause banks to get outsized profits? Some of it could be kind of titillating. Some of it could be kind of like sexy. Yes, I get it. But I'm not quite sure that that's how I would play the market today. Paychecks lower their 2020 outlook. They expect earnings per share growth of 5 to 6%. That ain't bad. They expect revenue growth of 7%. Stocks moving higher on that news. Paychecks is a play on the economy. As they have more people in their system, they're able to charge that corporation that says, well, I don't want to process payroll. And Paychecks is like, we'll do it. So Paychecks is kind of a little bit of a tell. They're moving higher on the news today. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Hearing more and more calls about sporting leagues, the NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA, all trying to get back in some sort of functioning business model other than stay at home. June. We're coming up on June. Um, and again, it shows you how fast, like, I thought this was going to last longer. And maybe it does. It's not my business to start talking about that. Remember how I said NVIDIA was doing well today? Um, and I talked about the whole ecosystem. I kind of forgot the follow-up thought in my head. Cabot Micro, they're moving higher. Semiconductor company. AMD, they're moving higher. Teradyne, higher. They make semiconductor equipment. Uh, manufacturing. Intel, moving higher. Marvel Technologies, moving higher. Skyworks, all semiconductor plays. The only one that's moving lower is NXP Semiconductor. And interestingly, they are tied to the auto market heavily. You know, when you honk your horn, it goes, beep, beep. There's typically a semiconductor somewhere in the process that's saying, hey, you need to open up the horn sound. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin believes there will be a permanent damage to the economy if shutdowns are extended for months. Ooh, his testimony is a little bit more sexy than Jerome Powell's, huh? Treasury wants to get a better idea of which credit facilities need more capital. Markets are opening up are the best-case scenarios. Treasury is willing to take risk with the Federal Reserve on Main Street credit facilities. If Mr. Mnuchin says that he wants to come to Senate to testify in person, he's happy that many states have begun reopening. He believes that there will be permanent damage if the economies are ex- shutdowns are extended for months. Um... And yet again, all White House officials are saying second quarter's going to stink. But they're also putting positive spins on things. But second quarter's going to stink. COVID-19 costs were to blame for Home Depot's earnings mess. I'm not going to say I've never seen something like that, but that's kind of an interesting one, right? Dog ate my homework. Um, yeah, we kind of knew that one. We kind of knew that one. Uh, Walmart's earnings show what's next. Uh, for retailers that are facing the virus. If you're prepared to be dynamic and flexible, you're in a much better position retail-wise than others. Costs for things like cleaning were high, but sales grew for Home Depot and for Walmart. Uh, Comparable stores, sales, same store sales, SSS. It's one of those things that you run across that you're like, no, I don't want to remember that. I'd much rather remember that that recipe. No, in your head, you got same-store sales. But there was 10%. Unbelievable. E-commerce for Walmart, 
listen to this and tell me if, if I didn't just drop the microphone and leave the room. Up 74%. Walmart online sales up 74%. Aren't they the kind of like the poor man's retail play of Amazon? People that go to Walmart don't have phones and computers. Oh, yeah, they do. Well, they didn't used to use them when shopping at Walmart. Oh, no, they didn't. But they've put that business, uh, I'm not going to say it's as good as Amazon. But Amazon has some you know, negatives on the other side of it. You know, like They're considered the evil empire of delivery, where Walmart's considered the evil empire of physical stores. And look how they meet in the middle. Amazon has admitted to some interest in some distressed JCPenney bankruptcy assets. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I have to imagine we're going to see some great art come out of this COVID. I believe this is Cold War Kids that I accidentally saw in concert once. I wonder how they're doing with a two-month layoff. Yeah, they have a little bit of new music out, but they're really counting on playing their old music to the same old people. Um, 20 bucks a head, 15, 30, whatever it is to get into a show these days. I wonder how like some of these ancillary... I mean, let's not even talk about the singer-songwriters that aren't good enough to get on Star Search, but are good enough at Star Search. What is it? American Idol. But are good enough to like do their local bar on a Friday, Saturday night. There's got to be a lot of pain out there. The future of healthcare is more telemedicine. The future of education is more teleeducation. The future of retail is more teleretail. Um, you're seeing industries just, they're going to grasp it. Twitter last week, and I gave credit to Jack Dorsey, is like, employees never need to come back. You'll know if we need you. Like, if you're a security person, if you're a manager and you have to have uh, you know, manage a team from a distance, he said, essentially, if you can work from home, you're going to work at home. And he came out yesterday and said, square, same policy. I, that's that's a positive in my book. Um, let me give you a quick thought here. There is a business of subleasing or of, of leasing office space. Do you know how expensive it is for Twitter, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft to put employees' salaries out there in the Bay Area. They're expensive. Bay Area salaries are expensive, right? But then so is rent, so are cars, so are office space. I I don't think Jack Dorsey is shorting professional real estate. Real estate investment trusts that are tied towards office spaces. But I'll tell you right now, if I had an office space in San Francisco, I'd be a little bit like weary. I do not like the idea of companies saying you can work at home when this is their backyard. From a planet perspective, I love it. I don't know if I believe in global warming. I'm not that smart. But I can tell you there's a lot fewer people on the road and uh, more people working from home. Not, not the worst thing in the world. But telemedicine, there'll be investments. This is your time to understand that. Teleeducation, there will be investments, and they will get accelerated now. There will be losers like professional real estate office spaces. Um, Do I expect that to last forever and ever? 
I don't know. We've been doing stupid stuff like a handshake for way too long. We don't need to do that. We've been doing stupid stuff like sending our kids to um, the barn for education. Yes, I saw a little house on the prairie, and I saw little Laura Ingalls in kindergarten with like a 12th grader. We need to rock the education system, make it a little more 21st century. And I, doing more stuff from home is sounds like the right idea. When my kids go to school, it's, it's like get a little education, get distracted. Get a little education, get distracted. Get a little education, get distracted. Um, we've never really developed the resources online. It's going to be interesting to watch. And I'm excited as an investor. Health is going to change. Finances are going to change. We still have some very exciting areas like 5G technology coming to a phone near you. We still have new PlayStations. And again, a good friend of mine said to me this morning, he goes, um, for all of you older people, I know you're struggling that you, you know your, your blacklist may not come back on NBC in the fall. It may get pushed until the spring of next year. He goes, video gamers, we're stoked. We got a good lineup of games coming in the back half of the year. And a lot of the game companies are offering you know, discounts on subscriptions right now. So it's there are going to be some smart investments here. Do you remember the marijuana investment craze that we went through for a couple minutes, it felt like? 2018, 2017, where states were legalizing uh, marijuana? Canada is like, hey, it's free. It's not free. <laughs> you get free maple syrup and a gram of marijuana for coming to Canada. No. And I don't even know if a gram's the right. That's my, my lack of drug knowledge right there. Uh, but yeah, it's like Aurora cannabis is not out of the woods. And yet I think I can tell you, like Google, Google's in trouble because they're almost a monopoly. They get looked into by Europe, by the United States for being a monopoly, by abusing their power. Do you know who's a great play on schools right now? It's Google. They've got something called Google Classroom that I haven't seen elsewhere, where it allows teachers to post um, documents. It, sets it, it, it ties it in with drives. It ties it in with an email. It ties it in with a lot of Google products. And you know the best thing you could do? if you're a, uh, a business, is try to get kids hooked on your product. Because once you have the kids, they become teenagers. So once they have teenagers, they become young adults. Once they have young adults, they become middle-aged. Once they become middle-aged, they have kids. And the cycle starts again. I own shares of Google. I love that they're being investigated as an antitrust. I hate that they're being trust, investigated as an antitrust, but I love it too. It shows you how powerful they are. Today's stock market looks a lot like March 2009 before the longest bull market run in history. So says Morgan Stanley's um, Mike Wilson. He's not saying, you know, he's saying the great financial crisis that we had in 2008, 2009 led to or preceded a 10-year bull market. And he's seeing something similar today. And I'll be honest with you, I, I'm going to invest in stocks a, until I retire, or B, until the 10-year treasury goes above 3 3.5%. Will there be times where I, like, let's rebalance? Yes. Um, but the cost of money is so cheap. And Congress, in my opinion, the one thing they can't do is mess up um, Wall Street. 
I know there's a lot of talk about the rich and the haves and the have-nots, but Wall Street's a pretty good retirement program for a lot of Americans. Way better than pensions. Way better than Social Security. Um, and the government doesn't have to fund it. I don't see the government letting the stock market fall because then they're going to have to pay for the taxpayers' retirement. And it, it, you're saying, man, you are really cynical. I am. I've been at this long enough that I see that money solves problems. And I think we're doing the old bazooka. You know the ads I hate? Man who bought Apple at $1.42 now has a new idea. Don't fall for that stuff. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. We're going to start talking about who's going to hoard a vaccine and or not. DraftKings stock is doing really, really well. They've got a higher market capitalization than Wynn Resorts and MGM Resorts. I bring that up in large part because here's some businesses that have been around for hundreds, not hundreds of years, a long time, a hundred years. Las Vegas Sands, Wynn Resorts, MGM Resorts International. Casinos always win. You go in and you go, man, I'd like to make a slice of this This business is going to make tonight. DraftKings is like, aren't they a stupid little app that runs a lot of commercials on ESPN to try to get you to gamble online? I don't know if you build a team. I don't know if it's a fantasy football thing. I know they're doing horse betting. DraftKings has a market cap second only to Las Vegas Sands. So when I tell you there's going to be opportunities in tele-education, tele-health, tele-finance, there's going to be losers in real estate, just take a look at a DraftKings. They have no business. They don't own a resort in Vegas. They don't have the glitz of a fancy restaurant or a nightclub. Come see Paris Hilton dance all night long to unrecognizable music of your generation. They don't have it. And yet... Socks doing darn well. It's a play on the tele, tele in this case, telebetting, right? Or telegambling. I'm always looking for a growth above the economy. That's where I start my investments, and that's why I start typically in technology consumer discretionary. Financial stocks right now are trading at a massive discount. And I I I, I like it, but I hate it at the same time. If you can find the right financial that has like some growth components, I'm much more attractive because it's being lumped in with a lot of losers. But again, financial stocks aren't the right play when the 10 years treasury is under 1%. They're just not. They can't take your deposits and do anything with them. There's no easy money there. So we're going to see something called a dispersion of long-term growth expectations. And now is a good time to become a stock picker or at least know what sectors you want to be exposed to as far as overweight, normal weight, underweight. Um, it's really tempting to look at financial stocks right now. But I'll look at a Best Buy and I'll go video games. I'll go cameras and microphones. I can make a case for Best Buy. I'll compare it to United Health, and I'll go, oh, I like United Health a little bit more. If we don't pay our health care insurance, they cut us off, and I think we need health care next year. Gilead Sciences, I think, looks cheap. General Dynamics, where you get below average valuation, but you get above average returns. Is that enough for you? I don't know. I get People get mad at me if I don't give you a stock that doubles every three months. But in a market that sometimes moves sideways... 
slightly up is a big move. It's kind of attractive, kind of sexy. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. You can always find me at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Not a big dramatic day. Yesterday, we had a huge day on the markets. Today, a little bit more of a, let's see what Mnuchin has to say and Powell has to say to Senate, to Congress. Let them ask the tough questions, even though they're typically softballs. But let's get a little bit more feeling for this before we move further. Markets are kind of sideways. NASDAQ slightly higher. SP 500 is a skosh higher. SP 500 Dow's down just a dash. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Taking a look at some of the the data out there today, and soaring silver is attracting investors who want to invest in silver because it's cheaper than gold. That's not the way you do it, people. Yes, gold is a precious metal. Yes, pirates love it. Yes, it is put in jewelry and satellites. Silver is just a stupid metal. You offer a silver to bloom to a pirate, he's going to cut your head off. He wants the gold. So why go after silver when you can go after gold? Now, I understand there's some industrial uses of silver. I get it. My two metals that I pay attention to are gold, and I'm really apathetic about it, and copper. And I really think copper is much more of a play on growth, on buildings being erected, on roads being built. Um, Maybe not as much as it used to be because copper was really used in telephone systems a lot. Now fiber optics are. But those are the only two metals I care about. I got to keep some space in my brain. I can't have it all sucked up and say, oh, I really like palladium. You're a nerd if you like palladium. You're a nerd that's not cool to be a nerd. You're like a, well, palladium is used in car catalytic converters. People are stealing catalytic converters because they have palladium in it. I know. It's weird how much the comic book store guy sounds like the palladium investor. You have to set some standards in your life of, okay, I'll do this. I won't do that. Um, have some standards, things that you like to look at as investments. Home Depot's earnings miss, they blame COVID. I've never heard a company blame an infectious disease. Like, well, in our fault, it was looking over there, COVID smoking a cigarette in the corner. So you're going to see some things in your journey as an investor that cause you to go, oh, didn't think that would happen. That may shake your confidence. Oil dropping to $10 a barrel last month. Now it's at $35 a barrel. That's surreal. And I know that has to shake a lot of people's confidence in the system. For cruise operators, debt has been a lifeline. But for cruise operators, debt has also been a burden. Isn't it great having debt offered to you when things are good? You want a $600,000 loan to buy a house. You got a job. You got a sugar booger who's got a job. You got a budget. You got a little savings profile. You got a little nest egg. Um, Debt's great. I'm going to buy a second house. I'm going to buy a nice car. I'm going to buy a vacation home. I'm going to go on a uh, trip around the world because you only live once. That's awesome when things are good. But when things get tough, it becomes a burden. 
That's why anyone who tells you that real estate's the best investment they ever made in their life, they're, they're, they're on crack cocaine. They're delusional. They've had the head trauma. A house is not an investment. It's a liability. A house is a monthly payment that you have to make. Um, yeah, you could probably miss that payment for three months to six months. But that's not going to end like you want it to, is my guess. Same thing with uh, cruise lines. Too much debt. Then you look at tech companies like a Microsoft, a Google, and uh, not so much Amazon, not even so much Apple anymore. Apple used to have no debt. They got a ton of cash, but in the last five, ten years, as interest rates went super low, they started taking on some debt to finance buybacks and finance um, other projects like building their uh, big old spacecraft office. So debt is good and bad, and that's how you almost have to approach everything when it comes to investing. There's no right answer. There's compromises. Um, that's my opinion. I'm kind of sticking to it. If you're picking up what I'm putting down. Walmart earnings boosted by online buying during the crisis. I don't... There's a lot of stories about grads from high school and grads from college. And I think what a horrible time to be graduating. There's no doubt about it. You're probably thinking about taking an off year instead of going to college, or if you just got out of college, you're thinking about, well, I guess I'll live at home for a little while, pay down some debt, and uh, wait for the job market to come back. You got to get out there and try. Home, because you only really work from age 21 to 60, give or take a couple years in there, give or take a disability, give or take a pregnancy, maybe a death in the family. You don't work for that long. When I looked at the calendar the other day and saw that the year is almost through May, I'm like, whoa. It felt like 2020 just started. Um, time is not working in your favor if you have not invested. Time is working in your favor if you invested a lot early. Time is something no investor can get back. So when you're 20, if you can do 10, 15% of your salary into a 401k, 403b, 457, that's the smart thing to do. You know the best investments I've made in the last two or three years happened in the month of March when the market was down 40%. Or some markets were down 40% is a better way of saying that. That's when I got my prime opportunity to buy in a panic market. And it was done through the 401k, which is every two weeks for my paycheck. So I didn't even do it. It was automated. 800-516-1220. The Elton John movie was truly dreadful. How could the Freddie Mercury movie be so much better than the Elton John movie? Sorry. Sorry. I was a big fan of Elton John growing up, and I was so disappointed. Uh, reporting from Inside COVID, Rob Black's Bunker. Uh, movie reviews. No, I'm not going to go there either. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. T-Mobile. They're running a lot of advertisements right now. SoftBank reportedly is contemplating T-Mobile stake sale. They got the merger. They got the acquisition. SoftBank, I talked about yesterday, they had a disaster with WeWork, showing you the, the fear and the true brutal nature of investing in venture capital. But now, again, yesterday they had a loser in, well, last year they had a loser in WeWork. No, this year they're like, well, that old Sprint. T-Mobile deal went through, so let's cash it in and get some some cash flow going. I like seeing things like that. Sometimes taking your winners off the table, um, if it is not a lifetime position, makes good sense. I think we all knew Sprint and T-Mobile were a poor man's um, 
AT&T and Verizon, and we kind of knew that they would get together. They did get together. What's left at this point in time? Do you want to invest in the number three or go back to number one, number two? So I kind of get what SoftBank is doing. I'm Rob Black. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.